Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This week, the Catholic Church celebrates the great solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And to celebrate in this episode, I want to take you to the doors of death. Have you ever been to the doors of death? If you've been to Rome, I bet you've walked through the doors of death. If you've been to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, you've probably walked through the doors of death. You see, when pilgrims enter this great basilica, they're greeted by five massive doors in the vestibule, in the narthex area, and pilgrims enter in the door on the right-hand side, known as the door of the sacraments, where the seven sacraments are depicted as they enter the inside of the basilica. Well, when you exit the basilica, you're typically uh, exiting through what's known as the doors of death, and it's called the doors of death traditionally because this is where the um, when funerals would take place in St. Peter's, they take the casket out this door, and they have images, different images of death on these doors as you walk through them. Now, why would I want to take you to the doors of death when we're celebrating the Feast of Mary's Assumption? This should be celebrating life and Mary entering into glory received by her son Jesus and all the angels and saints in heaven. Why would I take you to the doors of death? It's because I have my favorite image about Mary's assumption right there on the doors of death. This is my favorite image. I love showing pilgrims this particular image of Our Lady on the doors of death. Now, it's not what you would expect. You see, much art that you'll find right there in the Vatican museums and throughout Rome and throughout the Western tradition, you'll see Mary's de- Mary's assumption depicted this way. She's uh, being pushed up by angels and greeted by all these saints and the clouds of heaven and various angels with trumpets and harps and, and all this joyful celebration as they're pushing Mary up to heaven, receiving Mary, welcoming, welcoming her up into the heavenly gates. Uh, and then maybe there's her son Jesus there welcoming him. Jesus has a crown, putting a crown on Mary as she's coming up to heaven. These are the triumphant, beautiful depictions of Mary's assumption. And I love those depictions depictions too. But what you find on the doors of death as you walk out of St. Peter's Basilica is what happened just one second before Mary's glorious assumption. Just one second before all that. It's a depiction of Mary. It's as if she's falling. You see Mary falling, letting go, letting go of life, and she's falling down. And, and you see an angel coming from up on high, rushing down to pick her up. I love this image, this image depicting one second before her glorious assumption. And, and it's Mary letting go, surrendering, let, breathing her last, letting go of life, and, and, and allowing God to carry her. And we know the rest of the story. That, that the angels do take her up to heaven. She's, she's glorified uh, and received into heavenly glory. Now, this raises a big question. Uh, many people wonder, well, did Mary die? Did Mary actually experience death? What do you mean, Dr. Sri, that she was letting go and breathing her last? Why would you have Mary's death depicted on the doors of death in St. Peter's Basilica? Uh, Mary didn't experience death. That's actually one tradition in the Catholic Church, one line of tradition at least, 
there are some theologians and some saints who've believed that Mary did not experience death because Mary is the Immaculata. Mary was the one who was immaculately conceived. She was conceived full of grace in her mother's room and remained faithful to that all throughout her life. Mary did not have original sin. And we know one of the consequences, one of the punishments of sin is death. And Mary, if she was the Immaculata, if she really did not have original sin, then she couldn't have experienced death. So there is a tradition that says that Mary did not die, that Mary simply was on earth and she is taken up to heaven before she ever experienced death, that Mary never uh, never entered into death like, like the rest of humanity. And you could be a faithful Catholic and hold that view. Uh, the church is open to that view. Uh, but I want you to know that there's another tradition, a much wider tradition, a much stronger tradition, a much earlier tradition. As St. John Paul II pointed out, the tradition that Mary did not experience death, that's a very late tradition that, that, that starts developing more around the 17th century, he says. Well, earlier, there was a very widespread tradition that Mary did experience death. Let's think about this. I'm going to read you a quote from John Paul II. He says, it is true that in Revelation, in the Bible, death is presented as a punishment for sin. And so Mary didn't have sin, so she would have never had the punishment of sin, namely death. However, John Paul II goes on to say, however, the fact that the church proclaims Mary free from original sin by a unique divine privilege does not lead to the conclusion that she also received physical immortality. In other words, it, yes, it's true that one of the punishments for sin is death. And Mary doesn't have sin. Mary doesn't have original sin. So she doesn't have to experience death. That's possible. But think about this. Do you know anyone else in the history of the world who did not have original sin? Do you know anyone else in the history of this world who, who walked among us? who did not have original sin and never sinned throughout his entire life, was always perfect. Uh, there's only one other person. Do you know who that is? That's, that's Jesus. And did Jesus experience death? Of course, on Good Friday. Did Jesus have original sin? No. Original sin, the consequences are death, but yet Jesus entered into death freely. He chose to unite himself to us in this way, taking on our punishment, entering into death, offering up his life on the cross. He didn't have to. His death was not a result of original sin. He didn't have original sin, and yet he still embraced death. He experienced death. So if the same could happen with, with Jesus, it, it, it could happen with Mary as well. And that's what John Paul II brings out. He says, quote, the mother is not superior to the son who underwent death, giving it a new meaning and changing it into the means of salvation. The mother is not superior to the son, and the son underwent death for the sake of our salvation. So if Jesus experienced death, couldn't Mary have experienced death, even though both of them don't have original sin? I think this is a great point here, and that's why St. John Paul II sides with this larger tradition, this, this earlier tradition that Mary did experience death because uh, it, would make, it would make Mary closer to her son. She's more fully united to her, son, her, to her son. How fitting that Mary goes through death to be so united with her son who died on Calvary. 
uh, again, I want to be clear, the church, you can, you can believe either tradition, that the actual dogma of the Mary's assumption is open to both of these. It simply says that at the end of her earthly life, at the end of her earthly life, Mary was taken up into heaven, body and soul. So, so whether you believe the end of her earthly life meant death, as John Paul II believes, or you believe that she just had her last moment on earth and was taken up to heaven before ever experienced death, you, you could believe both. But I want you to know I'm more convinced of JP2's approach, and uh, I think he's he's right. I think that's the earliest tradition, and it's I think it's so fitting because it makes Mary more like Christ, more united to her son who experienced death, and it also makes Mary more relatable to, to you and me because we're going to experience death. And how fitting it is that our blessed mother, our spiritual mother Mary, who loves us and prays for us and prays for all of our needs, how fitting it is that she would understand what suffering and death is all about, not just from watching it, watching other people die, like Jesus die on the cross, but, but actually experiencing death from within, how she could pray for us all the more. Especially think about that wonderful prayer we recite as Catholics, the Hail Mary. What do we say at the end of every Hail Mary? Pray for us, O most holy mother of God. Pray for us, O holy mother of God, now and at the hour of our death. How fitting if Mary, who's going to pray for us, not just today and not just all the days of our life, but especially at the moment of our death, she's going to be praying for us. How fitting it is that she went through the moment of death herself, just like Jesus did, that she has experienced all that goes into death, that, that she, she knows it from within, not as someone who experienced suffering like a, a someone who uh, is, is a son of Adam, a daughter of Eve, someone who's experienced original sin and the consequences of that. No, but just like Jesus freely chose and entered into it, so Mary could have entered into it as well. And that's the stronger tradition. Uh, I, one last little thought here about Mary's depiction on the doors of death. It's so beautiful to think of like how she's letting go. And I, I think that's a great practical point we can all take away from the assumption is that when we let go, like Mary let go, like Mary breathed her last, when we let go and surrender all of our troubles, our worries, our cares, and we totally abandon ourselves to God, not just at the hour of our death, but in the little moments of death, when we can die to ourselves in our daily lives, when there's a problem at work and we're just so stressed out about it, we just pause for a moment and just surrender. Remember that image of Mary on the doors of death in St. Peter's. Remember Mary letting go and falling. We just say, Lord, I, I don't know how this problem will work, this situation with this coworker or this this client or this boss, whatever it is, I, I just surrender. We fall on our knees and say, Jesus, I entrust this to you. I, I, I let go. I surrender. I don't know how it's all going to work out. And then trust that God will send his angels and lift us up and carry us and support us and, 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 and sustain us. That's one of the great messages of the Assumption of Mary, that every day we have opportunities to die to our own ego, die to our own desire to have everything controlled and everything planned the way we want, die to our own comforts, whatever it is, those moments in life when we face little crosses every day. We can be like Mary. Remember Mary letting go. Mary letting go of this life. Mary letting go of this world and entrusting herself to the Father. We can let go of our plans and dreams and comforts and 
pleasures and whatever it is, and, and surrender and find that the Father sustains us and holds us up. That's when we find the real foundation for our lives, and that's where we get true peace, true security, true happiness, only when we let go like Mary. Now, I, I want to tell you something. I've been talking all about Rome. I've been talking about pilgrims going into St. Peter's and leading pilgrims there. I, I'm really excited because I've just announced my my new pilgrimage uh, to Rome. It's going to be at the end of May this next year. You can check it out on my website, edwardsreed.com. If you go there under the pilgrimage page, I've got some videos and pictures about the trip. You can learn all about it. I've been doing this trip for almost 20 years now, uh, really trying to let people enter into the art, like this piece of art, or the saints of Rome, the martyrs, the apostles that are there. It's a very very spiritual, spiritual pilgrimage. If you're looking for one, a pilgrimage in Rome that, that allows you to really encounter the saints there. I've had many people tell me, I've gone to Rome several times, Dr. Shree, but this trip, I learned so much. I, I, I encountered Rome in a, in a much more deeper Catholic way. Uh, so check out my website, edwardsreed.com for that. Also, I mentioned last podcast that I've got some exciting developments I'm working on for the podcast here this fall, and I really want your feedback for that. So I'm going to be talking about a way to give me feedback, but one of the best ways is going to be to subscribe to my newsletter. I have a, I give away a free article once a month. Uh, I don't use this for any marketing. I promise I won't bother you with a whole bunch of things. And uh, all it is is I just want to get good stuff out there. So about once a month, I may give away a free link to a talk or a free little article I've written. But in the next article coming out at the end of this month, I'm going to have a, a way for you to give me feedback on there about the podcast, things you like, things you'd like to see. Uh, and, and those of you that are faithful listeners, I, I meet you all the time around the country. I just met one of you this morning uh, when I was giving a talk here in Denver. Um, I really want your feedback. So if you can get to, onto my website and subscribe to my newsletter, it pops right up there at edwardsreed.com. If you subscribe there to the newsletter, again, just once a month, you get an email from me, but the one coming at the end of August, that'll give you a chance to, to, to speak into what I'm going to do in the podcast moving forward here in the fall. And I'd really appreciate that. So thanks so much for listening, my friends. As always, if you have any questions about Mary's Assumption or anything else about the Catholic faith, all things Catholic, you can reach me at edwardsreed.com. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.